Welcome back to the Square State Sandlot Podcast. Got John here joining me. Kyle is out. He's he's working this weekend, so um, has been a, a couple of days since we recorded. Since Kyle was working evenings all week, and obviously John's on a completely different time than us, so <laughs> makes it a little difficult. But um, we'll bring it right into the the topic of the day, and that is the Wyoming Cowboys and. They've been kind of a mixed bag this season. Obviously, they, they started off hot 4-0, then they lost four in a row, and then they won the game that counts against the uh, Colorado State Rams, and that's obviously the heated rivalry. They took home the boot, so that's obviously important. That's all that matters. Well, I I want to say that's all that matters, but... They're one in five in the conference. Obviously, they, they win the one that's the most important against Colorado State. But uh, they lost Boise State just yesterday evening. Uh, honestly, it wasn't even that close of a game. Um, I think they scored 14 points, and one of them came on basically one of the last plays of the game. Uh, Williams hit Nayor, Nayor, I don't even remember how to say his name, but... Wide receiver, he's he looks like he'll be a, a pretty good threat for them going forward. Uh, they scored a, a long touchdown right at the end that made it look a lot closer than it was. I think they lost fourteen to twenty three or something like that. So, wasn't a good game. Um, but like I said, they they brought the boot home where it, where it belongs. So that's that's a positive. Um, I know you haven't probably been able to watch many, if any, of these games. So, how's that for you, being a, a fan of the Wyoming Cowboys and not able to watch? basically any other games uh i mean it's unfortunate i guess it's not like the end of the world because i am a big wyoming's fan but wyoming has never really been that great yeah so it's not like i'm missing a whole lot it's unfortunate that i still don't get to watch or listen to games because i would prefer having that opportunity but yeah. I mean, the games are on at what, like uh, one o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Yeah. It really just depends. There's only been a couple on that. I think you probably could have watched. And that was like the ball state one. I think that was like a noon kickoff, but for the most part, they, they pretty much play in the evening. So yeah, it makes it difficult for you. Cause that's middle of the night. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to be able to stay up for that. Yeah. And I guess my only question from this season so far is, we, we kind of touched on this last time, um, Craig Bull is the highest paid coach in the conference, and he's now 1-5 this season in the conference. Um, I And honestly, like I called for a coaching change, but I, I didn't realize they had extended him through like 2024, so there's no chance of that happening. Um, do you think he will ever lead them to a conference championship. You know, I always thought he would. Yeah. I kind of always thought he would, he had that like talent as a coach. Yeah. He but, had that championship pedigree. I mean, he took North Dakota state yeah. to, I think four consecutive championships in, uh, F FCS. So, I definitely thought we would get more. Obviously he's kept them competitive in, in a lot of, years but i mean he had with josh allen 
uh, Brian Hill, Tanner Gentry, uh, Jacob Hollister, like all four of those guys are currently in the NFL. So with that kind of talent in Wyoming, in the Mountain West Conference, you would think that they would win, you know, pretty much go undefeated. And that was pretty much their only successful year was having NFL talent on the roster. Obviously, they've had plenty of NFL talent since. Logan Wilson comes to mind and others, but um, I just don't know. Like, they're not going to have another Josh Allen just walk through the door to play in, in Laramie. He was definitely looked over by all the major college programs, and obviously he's proving them wrong. But I don't know. I, I feel like if it's going to take Josh Allen walking through the door just to win a Mountain West Conference um championship i don't see him doing that i wonder how difficult his job is because he could be an elite coach yeah i don't know how well of a recruiter him and his people can be because i don't know who wants to come to wyoming doesn't matter yeah. how awesome of a coach you are if you well, can't get anybody to come i would say it's it's probably difficult to recruit, but when you look at what they've thrown into that facility, it's got state-of-the-art uh, training facility, recovery, all that stuff. So, I mean, end of the day, there's not a ton to do there in Laramie, um, so that may be a negative, but the facilities are top-notch. Field's brand new. Um, I feel like if they want to play football and they want to succeed, he's shown that he can he can get players in the NFL. So I don't know how – like I think it's obviously not the, the best place to go, but I would say he's able, he should be able to recruit enough to at least get the athletes he needs to win in the Mountain West. It's not like it's a, a juggernaut conference. So I don't know. I just feel like we're not getting what we're paying for so to speak, in in Craig Bowl. So uh, I would hope that he makes some kind of changes this, this upcoming offseason where he either implements a new plan on offense, goes out and recruits a quarterback that can throw the football. Uh, Levi Wilson, like I said, he, he may be the answer. He's still young. And obviously it's, it's good to see them give him a chance, uh, especially now that they've decided to move on from Sean Chambers. Uh, so we'll see. He's only played, I think, two two games this this season. So uh, obviously he could grow on it, and maybe he's the quarterback of the future. But they need to recruit at that position because the way that Levi Wilson played or Williams plays, he's going to get hurt if he just keeps ducking his head and, and taking all those big shots like he does, especially in the Boise State game. I think it was the fourth play of the game. He, he got hit in the head pretty hard, and I'm not sure how it wasn't targeting because – they definitely went right to his head, but uh, he came up like had he only missed one play, so obviously he wasn't concussed. But it was scary and thought it might be Sean Chambers the rest of the way. So when he has that running style, I feel like you got to at least have a, a backup plan there, and Sean Chambers isn't it. So that's probably enough about the Cowboys. I know a lot of our our followers definitely appreciate the Cowboys talk and, and are fans of them because most of our followers are from the state of Wyoming. So uh, moving on, we got some NFL news and notes. Uh, I don't know if, how much you've seen of, of the NFL. Uh, 
the biggest news that I put on here was <clears throat> Cam Newton signed a one-year deal with the Panthers to finish out this season as their starting quarterback. Um, I think they gave him $4.5 million guaranteed, and then with incentives, it's possible he gets up into the $10 million range based on playing time and such. I don't know that they were bidding against anyone else, so I think that was more of a we made a mistake in cutting him, essentially. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if they're trying to make up for that. But what, what's your take on Cam rejoining the Panthers? Uh, just a waste. Uh, I haven't believed in Cam for a long time. I don't know why anybody does. I would go for a lot different. I mean, I would go for like Colt McCoy over Cam Newton. He's on a team. So, it's, I mean, you obviously got it, you can't make a trade now because it's past trade deadline. But so for me, this was a slam dunk. Um, one, obviously, like I said, maybe making up million. for the past. Well, I mean, he only hits ten if possible he, ten million. Yeah, it's only if he if he plays well. So four point five guaranteed. Fair enough. Like that's backup money. If he plays well, then he's making starter money. So good, good for him. Good for the Panthers. But I feel like the person that benefits the most from this is Christian McCaffrey, because the defense can't just lock in on him coming out of the backfield with the running threat of Cam Newton. Uh, plus, he's got a better arm than Sam Darnold. Uh, Darnold obviously has a fracture in his. I think it was his throwing arm, so he's out for i want to say they they were expecting at least six weeks so it's probably cam the rest of the way and i'm excited to see what he does because i feel like this is probably his last chance um and i don't feel like there's a better opportunity for him out there than than rejoining the panthers so like i said i'm excited to see what he does with this chance always been a big fan of cam i don't know why everyone's so down on him probably his uh eccentric outfits maybe but, no, it's him talking shit constantly, and then he, now we can't just back it up. Well, we'll see if he can back it up. Obviously, he hasn't been he at full had, health the last few was, seasons. It's so disappointing seeing him from MVP, yeah, to garbage, right? And there's he did he didn't take an injury. He didn't take he did like a an ACL. Oh, no, it was his shoulder, his throwing shoulder which is why he has not been able to throw that well for the last couple seasons. So we'll see what he has. He, he was looking pretty good in the preseason uh, in terms of throwing the football. And he, honestly, the last year with the Patriots, he was looking really, really good the first three games of the season. I don't know if he re-injured it or, or what happened, but obviously his play declined and most of his assets on the field were, were running the football. But I'm excited for Cam. You guys can all poo-poo all over him all you want. You and Kyle, yeah. both you, both of you hate him, but I'm, yeah. I'm rooting for Cam. So uh, on to other news. Yeah, it's not bad to root for him. No, I like I said, I've always been a big fan of his. So uh, news that kind of affected you. Um, OBJ was released by Cleveland finally. So he got what he wanted. He, he basically is a free agent. And with that opportunity, he, he kind of – Everyone thought he would sign like the very next day, and then it was like the next day after that, and then everyone was saying, "Oh, he might wait until after these this next slate of games and see where he wants to go based on the the standings." And 
there's a lot of speculation. I think there were probably once he got once he cleared waivers. I think there was probably I don't know ten teams interested in him. Um, I thought the Raiders would be, but they got Deshaun Jackson, and he fits a lot more of the role. Uh, Kyle had mentioned you guys as a, a potential landing spot that he thought would be a, a really good fit. And I don't know if you guys reached out or not, but what what did you hear on the, the OBJ stuff? Obviously, he ended up with the Rams, but were you guys involved at all? Uh, as far as I know, Green Bay was his preferred destination. I mean, I, I heard a, a bunch of different, like uh, the Patriots, the Eagles, the Rams, the uh, Seahawks, Raiders. I mean, all of them. I heard all of them, but there was a lot of talk about him preferring a contender yep. and him preferring, uh, San. Oh no, it was, uh, the Rams and the Packers. Yeah. And I was really hoping that green Bay would go out and get him because, you know, they had, uh, David Bakhtiari, coming back tweeting like back and forth come on let's get him uh Devontae adams saying like talking about it let's get him let's get him like i just felt he wanted to come to green bay and the team wanted him to come to green bay but the front office didn't seem like they put in much effort at all yeah they gave, they offered him the veteran veteran minimum for yeah. a one year deal and they're like, oh, well, you know, it could change maybe if he had interest. But that was it. That's all he did. And now I hear after the Rams signed, Rams signed him, it was you know, the Rams constantly had people coming out trying to recruit him, giving yep. him calls, going, you know, all out trying to get Odell. And Sean Mavay came back and said, oh, yeah, yeah, we love it. We, we really want him like trying to recruit as hard. I don't know what they gave him. I know it was a one-year deal. Yeah. I, I don't think they much. had much cap space to, to give him. So if if anything, I would guess it's probably under $2 million what they ended up giving him. And obviously with his release from the from the Browns, he's getting some money from them as well. So he, he's going to do fine either way. But yeah, you guys have cap space. You, you could have easily probably given him more than the Rams could have if that's what he was going to be swayed by. Um, I think it probably worked out really well for him. Obviously not for you guys, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the news broke that Robert Robert Woods, no matter what. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, he gets basically a one-year tryout, and like I said, Robert Woods tore his ACL, so him it's signing with the Rams is probably going to put him right in that two spot in, in their offense. Um right behind Cooper Cup, And I think same thing for you guys, if you would have signed with you, obviously he's the, the number two option behind Devontae Adams. So, uh, but my question is, what is any team going to get from him? Because he has two, two bum shoulders right now that are going to need surgery after the offs, after the season. Uh, and there's rumors that he has a banged up knee too. So honestly, I don't think you guys are really missing out. He, he can be a threat if, if he's healthy enough to get through the rest of the season. Great. Then you probably could have used him. Um, but I think he probably would have left at the end of the season anyway. Um, and 
like I said, one one shot to either of those shoulders, and he's very likely going to have to miss the rest of the season. So, uh, I think <laughs> I think what gave me the best idea of what kind of impact he's going to have um, before he signed with the Rams, they were eight hundred plus odds to to win the Super Bowl. After he signed with the Rams, they were eight hundred plus to win the Super Bowl. So. They, they don't see it as much of a, a game-changing move for, for the Rams. And obviously Robert Robert Woods getting injured, that could change things a lot more than him signing with, with the Rams. But yeah. anyway, we won't get too stuck on that. Um, but let's just have you go into your take. Obviously, you guys had a an ugly situation rear its head with, with Rodgers. Um, what, what's your take on that? And obviously just broke down the game that they played and, and how Jordan Love played in that game against the Chiefs. Yeah, we didn't get a talk last week uh, to talk about how, you know, Rodgers messed up and got COVID. But I'm not a big fan of uh, Jordan Love. I'm not really sure who is. Exactly. Like, as a Packer fan, it's really hard to look at him and be like, oh, yes, I, I, let's just develop him. Let's, great. I don't know. I don't know if it's what went through, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, but I'm not a big fan. I don't know. So what I saw from Jordan Love on Sunday against the Chiefs really depressed me the throws he was making i i saw one throw to Devonte adams it was just a uh, quick out he made a great pass on time that was basically the full game from him otherwise it was like just bad decisions bad timing uh just awkward throws he had a couple in the first half where he was just dumping it off to the running back and he like tried throwing it in front of an offensive or a defensive lineman just like threw him and overthrew Aaron Jones it was just awkward play and I would think from any quarterback anybody any person you would at least be able to I don't know it was just awkward yeah he, just, Not, he played very poorly. I don't have a whole lot of hype for him for the future. So if anything happens to Aaron Rodgers, if we let Aaron Rodgers go through the end of this year, you could basically, you know, call it game for Green yeah. Bay for the next however many years. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be one of those graceful hand downs like it was from from Favre to Rodgers for for the Packers if if he does end up leaving. Um, I saw, I watched that game and obviously I was hoping for a much different outcome, obviously for you, but also because the chiefs are yeah. making a, a push to, to get back in the standings there. So, um, what I saw from love was, was not encouraging. Um, they, they had a lot of those passes where he was throwing the, the back shoulder up against the sideline and he was just throwing it five feet out of bounds. Way it off. wasn't even close. Uh, and they they tried that all day with him and and Devontae Adams and clearly just 
he he wasn't accurate and uh everything from his college days suggested he he can be one of those dynamic playmakers where he's he's running with the football you do a lot of those rpos and and play actions and get him out in space and and he can make plays uh, i didn't see that against the chiefs and the chiefs do not have a good defense so um, not at all and Just obviously everyone holding holding the chiefs to 14 points is is great but you, you got to put up 15 or more if you want to win it and they obviously couldn't do that so um yeah not not good all around i think that definitely speaks to the the player that aaron Rodgers is that he can take a team from what you saw on sunday to you know they were seven and two going into that game or six and two whatever it was so um yeah I'm interested to see how that situation evolves going throughout the rest of the season and and into the off season uh, because if he if he ends up leaving, I mean, I think that's a lot of you, a lot of your team's ability to recruit is based on Aaron Rodgers being there and and being a potential NFC championship going into the Super Bowl every year. So, um, not not an ideal situation for you guys, but we'll, we'll see what happens when, as we get closer to the off season. So, um, go ahead. What I did not see coming this year is a top five defense. Yeah, it's, it's been impressive. Without Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith, uh, Kevin King has missed a bunch of games. Uh, like I don't know how we have such a good defense i don't know where it came from everybody's just playing just lights out i don't know whatever it's a good development very encouraging yeah yeah it's great i'd love it as long as you have rogers playing and that defense playing how they have you definitely have a chance winning in that going into the nfc championship game and losing and that's why I wanted the, them to take that one extra step, go out and get a, the second receiver. Yep. You need someone. You got Alan Lazard. It's all you need. Alan Lazard and MVS are are good. They are okay. They're definitely they number not... threes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have two number threes and then Devontae Adams. We need a, a clear-cut second. And Randall Cobb can't do it. Yeah. Well, you got Tanya. You got what's the? Well, he's out for the season. Oh, that's right. I forgot you guys lost him, so that's not good either. But we'll see. I mean, if you guys have Rogers, like you said, you'll always be in it. So, um, moving on to the Raiders, not encouraging. Um, obviously, the last month has been. Less than ideal, losing your your head coach, having an interim takeover, uh, and then Henry Ruggs' situation was obviously tragic. He's out. Big time. Uh, so that the game we played against the Giants, I think you saw a lot of the impact that he had on the football field, and that <clears throat> the defense was not able to just have their sa- safety sit right there in the middle and try to keep everything in front of them because they constantly had Henry Ruggs running past them and, and making those big catches. So um, that's what the Giants were able to do. And, and honestly, Carr looked off all day. I don't know if it was 
from this whole situation. Obviously, it was a very rough week emotionally for for the entire team, uh, and yeah. you, you don't know what's going on inside that locker room. So, um, if it were one of my, he's got he's a very emotional guy. So I oh, bet for sure. he's got a lot of going on. Yeah. So, I I hate to like put too much stock into the game. Obviously, they didn't play well, but they did put up like 400 yards compared to the 120 or 180, whatever it was that they held the Giants to. So they they were moving the ball quite a bit. It was just once they got into the red zone, I think they went one for six on touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, right before the half, Derek Carr threw a ball into the damn stands that Derek Darren Waller was wide open in the back of the end zone, and yeah. he just threw it way over that. his head. And then another one, Darren Waller put the spin move on on the cornerback that was covering him and was wide open. Carr missed him there too. So you have those two touchdowns. I mean, they win that game. And obviously they, they had two field goals that they shouldn't have taken that were on fourth and short, both of them in the red zone. I feel like they should have gone for both of them. Obviously they end up kicking – Two field goals, one they made, one they missed from point blank. So it was just not a – it was one of those games where it seemed like they were just destined to lose uh, right from the get-go. And, I mean, like I said, who can blame them? But end of the day, if they want to go where they want to go, they got to beat teams out in front of them. And the Giants were definitely a beatable team, and they did not do their part. So uh, I think that's enough said about that game. Um, some news and notes came with the Raiders. Um, I already alluded to Deshaun Jackson signed with the Raiders to replace Henry Ruggs. Um, I think that'll be a really good fit. Deshaun Jackson was the the receiver I preferred of the two that were on the market in OBJ and, and Deshaun Jackson because he's healthy. Um, and he also fits a lot more of the role that Ruggs basically vacated by doing what he did and, and getting released. So, um, uh, Deshaun Jackson, I think, is the, the better fit. He's still got pretty good wheels. Uh, he had a 75-yard touchdown for the Rams earlier this season where he just blew past the secondary and, and scored a touchdown. So not that he's going to be, you know, the number two option in our offense. We have um, <clears throat> Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller are probably our main two targets. Uh, Kenyon Drake's getting a lot more involved in the passing game. Uh, you got Jalen Richard that just came off the injured reserve list. He gets involved in the in the passing game out of the backfield, uh, and then Brian Edwards is supposed to be our our number one receiver. Uh, haven't really seen that out of him so far this year. First first three games of the season he played really well, but since then he's kind of gone MIA. And last game he just looked awful. So. Hoping it was just emotions and, and they get back to him and, and he starts playing like he hit he did early in the season. And Deshaun Jackson is just that extra piece that occasionally we take deep shots to him and hit hit him on those big big plays and obviously takes the top off the defense where they can't just sit uh, in their zones and, and try to get everything underneath. So I love the fit there. Um, I think that's probably all we have with the NFL. Did you – oh, nope, I missed. They also released Damon Arnett because he's been awful on oh, the field yeah. when he's been on the field for the Raiders. Um, last year was his rookie yeah, season. this is an easy call. Yeah, last year was his rookie season, so obviously you expect the, the rookies to have some, some bumps in the road. Um, but he kept tackling with his head. 
Uh, got a couple penalties, got a couple concussions. So he missed most of his rookie season because he kept tackling with his head instead of, you know, form tackling. So he missed a lot of that. Obviously, they didn't have a off-season program the, the year before in his rookie season. So everyone was expecting a big jump from Damon Arnett coming into this season with, with the full off-season program and obviously learning from what he, he did learn being out on the field for his rookie season. Uh he played in a couple games this season and just got torched. Every time he was on the field, the quarterbacks, the opposing quarterbacks would target him and he was giving up plays. Eventually he got replaced by, well, he actually got replaced in the preseason by Casey Haywards. That's 31 years old going on 32. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a rough season for Damon Arnett and basically he just kept getting plugged in when, when guys went down and every time he touched the field, it was bad. And then <clears throat> he released a little video calling out someone on Twitter or Instagram. I can't remember what it was. But basically telling someone to come to his house and then showed off all his arsenal of weapons that he has and and was threatening to kill whoever it was. So the, the Raiders made the call. Mike Mayock called a, me a meeting for the, the media members and said, hey, we got a, a conference call we're going to have going on here. Um, and basically announced that they had released Damon Arnett and they had put a ton of work into him and, and really disappointed in the situation. They think he could still be a decent um, player in the league, which I don't think he can. Um, he was a reach always. They took him in the first round. Uh, consensus was he was a late second round pick and they had heard someone was going to take him in the first round. So they panicked and took him after after there was a run on cornerbacks <laughs> because they they wanted him so bad. Damn so, it, Raiders. Yeah, it was a it was a really bad pick, and obviously, like I said, glad to see him go because even when he was on the field, wasn't playing well. So, no yeah, sense sinking any more time into him. But uh, moving on, we've got the Warriors that have been streaking. I think they're eleven and one now, ten and one, something Ooh, like that. Yeah. Best record in the one. league. So, I think they play today, don't they? Yeah, they play tonight, I think at 8 our time. so Or my time. <laughs> Not your time. time. You'll be asleep. Yeah. But, um, yeah, our so, time at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously they don't have Clay back. They don't have Wiseman back. But they are playing very well. And a lot of people have basically been saying, well, who have they played? Uh, and... Honestly, you know, sure. they've played some, some teams that ha don't have the best records, but they've also played a couple of good teams. So um, what you did see is Steph looks like he's in midseason form. He went off for 50 against the Atlanta Hawks, which obviously was the uh, NBA Finals representative from the East last season. Um, and like I said, Steph went off for 50 points, 10 assists, and I think he had seven rebounds, and that was on a – Back to back. So did you say the finals? Yeah, Hawks played in the. Oh no, not finals. Sorry. Yeah, Eastern East, Conference East finals. Conference. There we yeah. go. They did not play. I that was, was like, the Bucks played in the, the the NBA finals. I meant Eastern Conference finals. Yeah. My bad. Sorry, sorry, I got you. Up no, there. you're good. So obviously they're they're a good team, and and the Warriors just really handled them. Steph did business, and obviously by the fourth quarter it was already decided so they pulled him i think with six minutes ago or something like that and then 
the the next game they played was against the Chicago Bulls, another good team, and it was close into the second quarter. But it seems like when when the Warriors were really good in those championship runs, they were scoring just they were killing teams in the third quarter, and that has started to happen again. So you you like what you see there. Uh, what who stood out to you so far? Obviously, Steph is MVP caliber who who else has stood out to you the whole team the whole team as a combined it has been extremely fun basketball to watch for sure because everybody is contributing i talked about uh nemanja bielitsa yep a couple weeks ago just still i was really great watching him because he would come in and the team would move the ball. He could shoot, pass. I mean, great. But now it's almost like every other game. Who's stepping up? Yep. Jordan Poole had like 35 uh, a couple games ago. Yeah, Steph wasn't uh, shooting well, and he just picked it up and took right over for him. So it's been great. Exactly. Uh, Gary Payton the second. Has been phenomenal. He's so much fun to watch. The f- and, and even the announcers are just like, oh, they, he's stealing the hearts of all the fans. It's insane because he has just been like a highlight reel. He's he was the 15 man on the roster, like barely made, barely made the roster, and I think he's played himself into normal minutes. Like he's playing, I think probably 20 minutes a game. Um, in backup to Steph, and then he's obviously playing uh, some shooting guard too. So he's played lights out, and obviously he's just dunking on everyone. It's been phenomenal to see. Uh, and plays shortest guy on the court. Yeah, plays great defense. Like he's always involved on every play, both both on offense and defense when he's on the court. And that's really what they were missing last season when that second unit came in and Steph wasn't on the court. It got ugly and. Now it's just yeah. like, okay, who who wants to score now? Because you got Bielitsa that basically can shoot just like Steph. He's popping them from the from the logos, and yeah, and then rebounding and and making great passes. And then you got GP dunking on people. Wiggins is playing out of his mind, especially against the Timberwolves, his former team. He dunked on Carl Anthony Towns twice and just absolutely posterized him. So it's been, I think. Like you said, the fun basketball game, to watch. Yeah, he went 10 for 10, I think, in the first half. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Just, I mean, everybody has been completely, like, contributing to everything. I, hey. I don't understand, like, who's going to come in? Like, when I, I've been thinking about when Clay and when Wiseman come back. Like, who's going to play? Yeah. Wiseman... Who gets these minutes? Because... Uh, like Juan Toscano Anderson's defense is great. great. He's yeah. got a, a, such a high motor, but he can shoot. Yep. And he, he knows where to play, when to play. And he, I mean, Damian Lee. Yep. He's got a high motor. Same, same kind of thing. He's a lockdown, like not a lockdown defender, but he's a high defensive player, but he can shoot. And he could shoot threes. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be, that's, <laughs> That's the thing too. Like, there's not enough minutes in a game to get everyone into these 
when you have 15 deep and, and that's what they seem to have. Tell me you, you add a potential Hall of Famer in, in Clay Thompson back to this and then obviously Wiseman, we, we still don't know exactly what he is. He he seems to be good on defense and, and good at getting some rebounds and, and good towards the basket. Not necessarily a shooter, but so I think he's going to be the easiest one to, to find minutes for because Looney, you, you kind of know what he is. He's he's a defensive force, but doesn't do much on the offensive end. So switching him and, him and uh, Looney out would make a lot of sense here and there. Um, but yeah, play, I don't know, man. They're getting such good play from all of their guard positions. It, I don't know. I don't know if you rotate him and him and Wiggins in and put him at small forward because play can play. Clay can play pretty much one through four on defense. And then obviously he shoots the lights out on offense. So I don't know, man, it's, it's gotten me super excited for basketball. In fact, I, I actually just subscribed to the game pass or whatever they call theirs. So I can watch all of them. League pass, I think is what it's called. League pass. That's what I got. Yeah. So yeah, I've been watching all their games and, just super excited for this this season. Obviously, last season was exciting in its own regards. Just not yeah. supposed to be good, but playing almost into the playoffs and yeah, it was it was a good season. But building on that and and looking to be the team to beat in the Western Conference is is definitely an ideal situation going into the season. So, um, uh, I think that, oh, we got one more news and note from around the league. I'm going to have you talk about this one. I actually just saw it uh, earlier today. With the, It made me laugh is why I brought it into the show tonight. The Joker uh, and it was Marcus what? Morris. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one, but one of the he brothers. plays for the Heat. Yep. Yeah. He is, they got in a like tuffle, I guess. That Marcus Morris kind of bumped into Joe Chick or Joe, what I can't say his name. Jokic. Jokic. And Jokic came back and like shoulder charged Marcus. And they both got a technical, they got thrown out of the game. It's whatever. Apparently, Jimmy Butler had came up to. Jokic and like was threatening him, let's meet in the locker room. You know, being all big, whatever. I guess Jokic Jokic's brothers put on Twitter that they're gonna go they need to meet Butler in the parking lot. And they're trying to like everybody's just trying to fight each other. And it, it just made me laugh because it was just you know, your basic technical foul. I mean, it was a shoulder charge at the end of the game trying to hit a stupid buzzer beater or something stupid. Yeah. And now everybody wants to fight each other. And now they got like family members, like threatening NBA well, players. And I don't know if you've ever seen the Jokic brothers. They're uh, just as tall as, as Nikola and probably twice as thick. Some pretty big dudes. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just hilarious seeing that on Twitter. Like, let's get at it. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone wants to mess with those guys. And how many I don't are know. there? How many Jokic brothers are there? There's three total with with the NBA player. So the other two are just like 
legit, they look like freaking tanks. They look like bodyguards, just j- jacked dudes. I don't think the Marcus and uh, Markeith M- Morris want anything to do with them. But yeah, no, it was a, a pretty comical situation to me because obviously Morris fouled him pretty hard, and he didn't like that because yeah. he got up into his ribs, and and as uh, soon as he walked away, <laughs> you see. You see the Joker just coming at him and gives him the shoulder yeah. check. He goes straight to the ground and acts like he got murdered. And then yeah, he's, he looks then like he, wants he to died. Talk. Yeah, so it was it was definitely a comical situation. Obviously, you don't want to make light of someone getting hurt or whatever, but everyone was fine. They just played up the drama, and it is what it is. So Exactly. And that's the best part is exactly. Jimmy Butler, you know, going after him, knowing that nothing's going to happen. I know that's it was like another level of obscure retarded like just lame like what are you doing Jimmy Butler why do you need to take it to this next level yeah let's meet let's meet in the locker room well and all the heat the whole team was standing right there in the tunnel waiting for Jokic to come it's like okay what are you gonna do y'all gonna jump him no you're just gonna bark at him. Go, go to your, go to your locker room and get dressed. Game's over, but it's what it is. So, yeah. Let's have <clears throat> for our last segment. Let's have you give your best of the week and worst of the week, and then I'll give mine. I tried to get Kyle to give his, but he's at work, so I guess we'll ah. we'll go without his for for this week. That'd have been nice to have him just like jump in for like five minutes. Uh, best and worst of the week. Yeah, well, or I was just going to read his for him, but like I said, he's working, so he didn't get back to me. But All right. Well, I'm going to go with my best of the week. I don't know if it still counts because I guess the week has been over, but Wyoming uh, winning the boot over CSU, the rivalry they have. It's always a big deal, I guess. I don't know if it's just bigger for us because we're – you know, from Wyoming, but I like to see him win the boot. So that was my best of this week. Worst of the week. Packers basically this entire week have been a huge disappointment. Yep. Between Aaron Rodgers getting COVID, lying his ass off about it, being investigated, uh the front office dropping the ball with OBJ and then losing to Kansas city by what? I think it was eight, five points. Was it five? I thought they lost like 14 to six or something like that. It was seven to 13. Oh, is that what it was? Six points. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Um, okay. So my best of the week is also going, I don't know. I feel like that, you took mine, so maybe I go something else. Uh, I'll start with my worst of the week, and that is my fantasy football team is has dropped two in a row, and things aren't looking too hot for this week, so might be on a three-game losing streak by the end of the this docket here. Um, and then let's go best of the week. Ooh. I don't even know. I'm going to go Warriors. Being the the number one team in the in the NBA, how about that? By a bit. By a bit. So. By a yeah, bit. 
No, that's that's definitely like you said, it's exciting because last year we Do didn't you have call a... it seventy three win season again. No. Seventy four. No. Seventy five win. No. How many games are they playing this year? Is it? It's it's 70? full season. Yeah, eighty two. Full season, eighty two. Trying to think. Yeah, there you go. Predictions wise, I'm gonna give them a a nice sixty nine. Oh, that's good. That's a that's a f- phenomenal season. Pretty good. Gotta love that number too. Uh, I don't know. It, I want to see how they play against the Nets. Uh, what is it? Tuesday. Yeah. I'd like to see how they play against them, and then yeah, I, maybe I'll give them a sixty-nine. I mean, seventy-three and nine. Obviously, that was a a record season, most wins ever. So. Tough to repeat that, but the the Western Conference is not looking very good. I mean, Lakers were predicted to to represent the the Western Conference in the finals, and I mean, this whole Russ Westbrook experiment's not working out too well for them. Obviously, I think last I saw yeah. they were seven and five. Sound Didn't... right? Let me look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I think uh, Anthony Davis just came out and said something against Westbrook as well. I said, we, we need shooters. We don't need triple double makers or something. Oh, and that's the, that's the best part shooters. about this whole thing is um, he left the uh, Wizards and they're now nine and three. And yeah. all of their players are playing very well, um, including Kyle Kuzma, who they shipped to them for Russell Westbrook. And they're looking like a really good team. They're they're top of the the Eastern Conference right now, just by getting rid of yeah. Russell Westbrook. And yeah, the Lakers are are now seven and six. And obviously, we had talked about it before the season started and said, you know, it's not going to be an immediate impact because they're going to have to. It's a it's a brand new team for the Lakers. They're going to have to start gelling and and figure yeah. out how to how they play together. But obviously, early indications. They're on the outside looking into the the top teams in the the Western Conference. So, and LeBron's got how long is he out for? I think he got hurt, right? Uh, he's out for a, a couple of months. I didn't see that he was out for that long. I thought he just missed a couple games, maybe, but maybe I heard a couple weeks. I can't remember. I don't know. I'm trying to find it, but yeah. Me as well. Let's see. Hasn't returned to contact work. Sunday is looking good in individual workouts. Oh, no, he's day-to-day. Yeah. He is missing the game that they're playing right now, but it sounds like maybe next week he'll be back in. So, My bad. That was yeah. completely <laughs> wrong information. I was going to say, I didn't months. see he's going to be out months, but that's okay. Um, I don't remember well, who I saw that. Warriors are going to play tonight. It's 7 p.m. Eastern, so 5 o'clock Mountain Time. They're playing the Hornets again, so I I would guess more of the same from, from their earlier meeting, but obviously it's in Charlotte, so we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm wearing my Warriors cap today for good luck, so. All right. Well, with that, I think that's all we have to talk about today. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, As always, please get any feedback, comments, 
all that fun stuff. Anything you want to hear us talk about, feedback. Um, we are getting closer to 200 followers on Facebook, so we'll probably do another giveaway whenever that whenever we hit that number. So maybe we'll push something out this week to to help spread the news and, and get that going. So anything else, John, before we call her? Um, Thanksgiving is coming up. And I would just like to wish if I don't talk to you, anybody soon, uh, happy Thanksgiving. So same to you. I just want to make sure I get that in there. It's always my favorite holiday. So except yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm on call for work the entire uh, weekend. So it's not going to be too fun, but we'll, we'll make the best out of it. Cool. All, All right, right, man. We'll talk to you soon.